Are you in good company with healing? Well, you are now. This is my healing company, the place to awaken the divinity within you and heal the divine family through the power and authority of the mind, body, and spiritual technology. Hi, welcome to My Healing Company. I'm Dr. Rick, and, and I would like to, first of all, announce the birthdays of Leslie and Tyler. <laughs> Happy birthday. They're coming up real quick. So. Thank you, Rick. I'm, I'm, I want all of you to catch up with me. We're working on it. <laughs> so today we're talking about relationships with spouse and family, and I'd like to start off with spouse and, and would like to ask Milena. She has some comments about that. What we are trying to do here at My Healing Company is heal divine families through the power of the mind, body, and through spiritual technology. And part of healing divine families that we are that we ha we haven't focused on what that what does that mean to heal divine families? We've talked about heal the body. We've talked about heal the mind. We've talked about how we can incorporate that spiritual technology. But one thing that we haven't discussed is, well, so how is this going to help heal my family, my divine family? And so we wanted to, in regards to kicking off in February, how appropriate would it be for us to talk about what that looks like in healing our divine families? Immediately when we were discussing what this episode would be, the first thing that came to mind was Gary Chapman's Five Languages of Love. And those five languages of love, they are universal, regardless of your culture, regardless of your upbringing. You you can be connected to those five languages of love, regardless of what that is. And so for those of you who don't know or are not familiar and need a quick recap, five languages of love are the love language of touch, personal touch, being able to be physically touched, the love language of spending time, quality time with the person. You've got the love language of service, where you are giving of yourself and of your time to that person. We've got the love language of words of affirmation. So when you have someone that needs to be told or to have the opportunity to speak, that's very powerful or to hear words of love. And then we also have the love language of gift giving. So people who, who are able to express that love by giving gifts. And one thing that Gary Chapman really hones in on when he is writing his book is how if you are speaking, if your love language is one, most of the time, our love language of giving is different. Yeah. It never correlates together. We seem to want to process and, and in our minds and guess what it is that our spouse and our loved ones, what their love language is. Mm -hmm. But the one thing Chapman talks about is how we don't always get it right. So what happens is, is that you end up being in a situation where possibly you or your spouse or your children, whoever that may be, when you're in a relationship with someone, you are giving these this form of love to them and it's not how they receive love and it's like one person is speaking a foreign language with another person who is maybe speaking a native language and what ends up happening is you start having miscommunication right so as we started talking about what does that mean to heal divine families at the center of everything that we've been talking about is this idea of love and so how can using love in the way that we are talking about really provide us with the scaffold that we need in order for us to be able to heal these divine families. Excellent. And love and communication, right? How we are communicating love 
to one another, to each other as husband and wife. So my husband and I, were, we were not each other's first partner. We were not each other's second partner. We were not even other, each other's third partner. But when we got together, we had more experience than most. And we were really looking to see what was this dynamics that was keeping us from being able to relate to one another. Now, our circumstances were such that we were given a scaffolding from our religion, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is an interesting dichotomy of being told that we have a mother and a father in heaven that work together and provide for us a heavenly example of mother and father to here on earth. And we actually had our original suffragettes, Katie Stanton and Susan B. Anthony, call us out as a group of people in the mid-1800s saying, the Mormons have got it right. They have given us an opportunity to let men and women get to an equal balance, an egalitarian equal balance to see each other through those same heavenly and earthly eyes. Well, what, what would be the psychology of relationships? Great. Yeah, I, I can answer that. <laughs> so when you are first getting into a relationship, and I'm, I'm going to talk about Melena and I a little bit. So we met when I was going to school at the University of Utah. And uh, this is kind of a, an interesting story where my best friend from college was her good friend in high school. And and he had an experience where he was kind of being overwhelmed by a lot of females who were vying after him. And so he, he called me into the rescue. And Milena and I instantly connected at this party. And we were able to, to communicate. And, and part of that that I was so impressed with was how Milena was so mature compared to a lot of the other girls that I was uh, dating at the time and trying to get to know. And... Um, and so as we as our relationship started to develop, we were in the honeymoon stage. And that honeymoon stage is where it's very easy to do things for each other. You know, usually there's no kids in the picture. Usually it's it's you know, you you have extra time to to think about that person, to to think of ways to impress them and to try to speak their love language and it comes usually very naturally. And we talk about the, the chemistry that you have in a relationship and that natural attraction. There definitely is some, some psychology to that. And there's also some science. We know about pheromones, you know, there are olfactory nerves. There's actually some attraction there. And we see this in animals. And um, usually in the first two years of a marriage, you are still in that honeymoon stage. And it's very, it's usually pretty easy on average for, um, to continue to speak those love languages uh, for the other person. And then when you hit about six to seven years, there, you come to a stage of redefining the relationship. And I'm sure in high school or in middle school, when you're, when you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, you want to define the relationship. <laughs> and are we going steady? Are we boyfriend? Are we girlfriend? You know, it's it's always a very interesting time of life. We have a couple teenagers now and 
thankfully none of them are going steady, so that's a really good thing. <laughs> our our bodies actually will cycle through every cell, virtually almost every cell, with a few exceptions uh, to some organs like the brain. But we will cycle through our cells and become a completely new person in seven years. So all of our cells will turn over. Some of our cells regenerate very quickly, like our skin cells, within a couple of weeks. Our peripheral nerves will regenerate you know, at one inch per month. Our neurons in our brain turn over about every 50 years. So you have like an entire new brain every 50 years. Which... Hey, that's why we have midlife crises. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Isn't that something I'm to think about? I'm still waiting for my turnover. <laughs> so that's like the little literal example of born again, isn't it? I mean, we really do have an opportunity to be born again many times in, in our lifetime. And so isn't that an exciting thing to think about? Because as we all sit here, uh, members of a story, because we've talked about this before, it's all about the story that we're telling ourselves. And then, of course, teaching to our children. And that's what perpetuates the life around us. And now we know we live in a world where there are so many stories out there, right? So much of it is, again, about this story. The story of heaven, the story of heaven to earth. And I think where of relationships on earth from my experience and as we've stated Ricky and I have been through it we were we were looking for love because of our strong belief in family wanting to be married to our soulmate wanting to have an eternal family knowing that that's what we wanted more than anything but not feeling like we had the tools or the apparatus to be able to create that with the angry white male god that was perpetuating our lives and giving us authoritative direction without the right brain and the female intuition and sensitivities to bring us together. And so we have seen that that has created more problems in our relationships and I would dare say in most relationships than anything. We have not been able to establish that love language from heaven to earth as married couples create a divine relationship to create a divine relationship mirroring our heavenly mother and heavenly father what do you think about that rick i think that we've been trying to do that for 36 years and, and we're we're getting very very good at it and so but what would you say was the turning point of us getting good at it the turning point uh i think it would be being able to um define what divine really is. And what do you think that is? Well, I think you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been doing for 36 years. <laughs> so I think what I hear you saying is that when you say de defining what divine really is, it was giving you a story in your mind that women and your wife was equally divine. What does divine mean? I suppose we would say that divinity comes from reaching that level in heaven where we have a, a embodiment of God in the form of a mother and in the form of a father, and that is divinity in heaven. 
Would you say that that? I'd say so. And and how would you how would you reach that level? Through prayer, through scripture reading, through. Well, first of all, you have to reach it through recognition. Recognition. You have to recognize that each of us hold that divine place in heaven's perspective and if we hold it in heaven's perspective we hold it in earth's perspective and that would change the dynamics of our relationship with one another here on this earth as sons and daughters of god as right? sons and daughters the literal sons and daughters literal of sons god and daughters of god yes. and that that's what makes us divine because we are literally sons and daughters of god so we are gods and goddesses ourselves now we haven't learned how to completely use all of the the gifts and powers that our heavenly father and heavenly mother have learned to use which is why we worship them we don't worship each other we don't worship your spouse at least that's not what i believe is is a healthy relationship because we want equality in a marriage and that's one of the love languages that that we wanted to um, talk about is the the language of equality. So ultimately, what I think, what I hear us talking about is is this idea that naturally in a relationship, regardless of what it is, we are built chemically, physiologically to be attracted to one another. Yes. That is a natural instinct. It's a natural chemistry of how we've been created, and in so much of what we have been given as as people here on earth through our society is we have not been reflected what that divinity must look like. And so what ends up happening is, is that yes, we have these five languages of love and they are so important. I, I They are absolutely important. And one thing that I find could only add to what Gary Chapman has already created is this idea of respect and recognition and equality that is an equality of not women are better than men because there is also this stigma right that women are far superior to men and i understand this ideology to to a great extent because of how much injustice has been done to women and it has been the backlash of the injustices however if it was just women we also wouldn't have, we also wouldn't progress. And one thing that I really love is that it really comes together with the equality of both the men and the women working together in their separate gifts, in their separate abilities, in their separate natural intuitions, because truly men and women, just like each of our bodies have the feminine and the masculine, each of us as counterparts provide something very unique to the relationship that allows that unique that relationship to be able to flower and to flourish in the way that is necessary. And so as Tyler was talking about how chemically that's a two-year honeymoon phase, in psychology, after that two years, that relationship gets put to the test. That's when a lot of relationships start to fall apart because uh <clears throat> Things are not feeling like they are starting, like they're not working. It takes effort and it takes work and it takes a consistent amount of dedication to be able to allow us to be able to connect and find that equal partnership, right? And then when you throw children into the picture, 
and you've been married for two or three or four years, that adds a level of complexity that can make it very challenging to, to reconnect with your partner as your cells are turning over and you're, you're maturing. And, and you know, if, if you're before the age of 26, your brain hasn't even fully developed yet. So you are, you're actually, um, you know, still kind of developing your likes and dislikes and your personality. I'm going to go back to Joe Dispenza. He talks about the experiences that you have and how you perceive yourself, what the mind conceives and achieves, the mind conceives and believes, and then those experiences and achievements that you have form your personality and so as you have new beliefs new achievements your personality changes and as your personality changes oftentimes people in a marriage relationship they say well this isn't the person that i married you know i didn't sign up for this when we married and then it ends in divorce and you know that's true it's not the person you married. Both physiologically and intellectually and spiritually because of what you just said, right? We know that if our cells are turning over every six to seven years, there is this phenomenon. It's called the seven-year itch for a reason. <laughs> and that's the thing that I think is incredible about this is when you talk about how that's not the person that I married, the seven-year itch is a real thing. You have to rediscover and re engage with the person that you are building your life with in order for you to continue to grow and to continue the dating process never truly ends it's a constant recognition and rediscovery every moment of every day so that you can continue to grow together and not wake up one morning and say this is i how did i get here I believe every religion on this earth today needs to have a man and a woman proctor. We need to have a man and a woman proctor working together to use both the left and the right side of the brain in creating information and new understandings and stories to share and start growing our little brains of new earth children, these new earth travelers, from the very beginning to have a story and a scaffolding to see themselves in their heavenly mother, in their heavenly father, and know their divinity from day one. That's what's going to change our families. Will you be my proctor partner? I'm going to be your proctor partner forever, honey. So ultimately, I think what we're trying to say with my healing company is in order for us to heal divine families, yes, we need to heal ourselves individually. We have so much we can do. There's so much that we have control over because at the end of the day, it's all about how we perceive our situation. We also recognize that there are natural, there's a natural progression to relationships that has been scientifically studied, but that also that there has been this example given of divine masculine, divine femininity across cultures not even just the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I mean, we have this, this equality across various culture, um, spiritual, cultural religions across the world. Many, most, most of the what we have not seen here in the United States is, has been from a very Christian, white, God, masculine, patriarchal. But it's beautiful to be able to recognize that there are other cultures and other belief systems that honor that. Yes. And it is and it, if you look at that to be able to see what that has done for those communities 
and how they perceive how they perceive a lot of what the what the different expectations and the respect that there is there within those communities they're much more community oriented as opposed to very individualistically oriented as we are here in the United States and so i at the end of the day if we can really take our own ability to be able to heal ourselves and then to be able to work together with our counterparts to be able to continuously communicate with the languages of love but also in the way of respect and in the way of equality that we will be able to the closest we possibly can without having that divine that divine example in our face be able to hopefully emulate what we would like our heavenly family to look like in heaven looking down on us as we continue to progress absolutely absolutely well amen to that goddess <laughs> a women and so it is and, and so, so it is thank you for joining us on your healing journey at my healing company we hope you found inspiration, knowledge, and insights that can empower you and your family to live a more balanced and divine life. If you're ready to take the next step in your healing, we invite you to explore our services and resources at MyHealingCompany.com. There, you will find a wealth of information, services, workshops, and events to support your path to healing and transformation. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media for the latest updates, interviews, and enlightening content. Your feedback and questions are always welcome. We'd love to hear from you, so please feel free to reach out. Remember, healing is a continuous journey that is best done through the power of spiritual technology. We are here to support you every step of the way. Take good care of yourself and stay connected with us for more healing insights and wisdom. Until next time, continue to awaken your divinity through the power of your mind, body, and spirit.